0: Alright everybody, it's Monday morning. Feels like we crossed the finish line yesterday, but we gotta pick that baton up and keep running. And to do so, we are joined live! The Pick 6 Podcast is live from my house in Raleigh, North Carolina by the one, the only, Chip Patterson! Ooh. What's up?
1: So we're uh, we're by the magic of podcast time. Definitely not recording on Sunday afternoon.
0: No, no, no. no. That's the beauty of the Pick 6 Podcast is it's live. No, no, people are listening on Monday morning. Right. It will be live Monday morning, and the presumption is that anything, like, if... Because I don't
1: know if the listeners know this, and I wanted to give you credit because uh I, I also be, I happen to be a podcast host, uh, well, the I was- 24-7 Sports College Football Podcast and the First Cut Podcast. I got you, man. You don't need to pump me up. Right. Go listen, download, subscribe. Um Having daily podcasts for your listeners is an incredible service, and it's a grind, and so I respect it. So, cheers to that.
0: It's uh, I gotta say, like, it was. I'm currently arguing with somebody of my mentions. This guy wrote. Um, I did a video of Shaquem Griffin celebrating getting drafted. Sure, and uh, he wrote, "Nah, it's all motivated. By, all motivated by money. Nothing pure. I will reserve my appreciation for the things that truly matter." In life. Mm, Mm.
1: That's a lot of negativity. I will say, though, uh, some things about the NFL draft have made me cynical. Like, I I found myself uh, feeling like looking. I found myself aligning on the cynical side when the NFL draft, which I believe to be a total television show. Of course. Like we had a live three day television show on CBS Sports HQ gets a little uh, like we've. The easy one to talk about is uh, the deal with the armed forces. Uh, And, you know, like all of a sudden you start to to realize the relationship there in terms of like advertising. And I...
0: Were they saying the national anthem before the Thursday night? Did you see that?
1: uh, No. They had
0: everyone in Dallas. It was the most... And I don't want to get into a situation where I end up getting tasered by somebody. Right. I don't. I don't want Roger
1: to push the button on us. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Like it's but, very. It's very possible. But
0: it was like they made a huge spectacle, and as far as I remember, they've never done this. And I've been to several drafts, and I've watched the draft in, in its entirety for like 20 years, and have covered it for nearly a decade. They had a huge spectacle where they made a big deal out of it on TV, and they had everybody in Dallas very texan you know stand and they yeah. like, somebody sing the national anthem and there'd be fireworks going everywhere and everybody's excited and um and and you know they don't do the national anthem before the draft usually that was weird and it was sort of like a hey crit- critics leave us alone like, and, like
1: I, I think that there's uh, like what i ultimately come back to is that there are um it, the NFL is a huge operation yeah. and everyone's got a job. Like I think, I think about it as like, yeah, well, you know what that dude was hired to do? He was hired to produce the best damn television show that he can do. Right. And he's, he's trying his best with the resources it's that just, he has it's just a football to create game. compelling television as everyone tunes in to talk about and look at what is just a board meeting? Yeah, that's, like this. This thing used to be in a hotel room. Yeah, it's a convention. It's they a convention. Still, where they you and I've been picks. there. Like they still run cards. Like there are still runners who write it down after being on the phone yeah, with the world. Like yeah. that's crazy to me. But you know, such is hey, life. Hey, um, yeah. All right. Like, all right. Let's. let's but, it, but it gets me on the Pick Six podcast. That's and so, right. So uh, let's let's do it.
0: All right. Let's regroup from uh, cynical land. I shouldn't even brought this guy. This guy shouldn't even be. He shouldn't be barring any space in my head. Uh, first of all, a couple of things to note. Shout out to the listeners. We've gotten, Chip, I don't know if you know this, but you, you're, I'm sure you're a, a subscriber and listener and. I am. And thank you. I, uh,
1: but I, I got I gotta admit, it is a manual update. I'm, I'm, I'm a manual, I'm a push to receive them. That's fine. Okay. Yeah,
0: I don't care. Just go download them eventually okay. and make sure you subscribe.
1: The real diehards just have, uh, it's not the fetch, it's the push. The
0: push. I get push. it's kind of a pain, like I got, my, my phone got overloaded with podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I listen to a bunch of different podcasts and I don't mind like, Sharing the love. Like we had Dan Hansis from around the NFL on the, the show. I listened to you and Barton Simmons and Tom Frenelli on the 247 College Sports Podcast. Now that it's golf season, I'm back into the first cut mm, featuring love it. Kyle Porter and Chip Patterson. We and got
1: Tiger at Coil coming up. It's going to be a big week. Next weekend.
0: Yeah. I'm going up to the mountains to play, uh, we're playing at, uh, Hounds. We got on Hounds
1: Ears. That's awesome. Very
0: excited. Uh, beer status for this particular show. Chip and I are enjoying, we're splitting. Because it's Sunday, and we're responsible a grove double IPA from Brewery Bavana in Raleigh North Carolina. this thing is like an it's like orange juice man it's good stuff. Um, we've burned through five minutes already without actually talking about any football
1: so let's, no, we talked a little bit about the NFL yeah, draft as like a whole so, idea okay, so. so
0: let's get let's get down to the nitty gritty let's, let's get the show in the road I'm stealing this I'm just going to steal that from uh, Scott, the H Q trivia guy, who uses it before all the shows, mm-hmm. um, it, people.
1: It's a. I'm it, not an HQ-tie.
0: I am an H. I, I play a lot. I find it enjoyable, and I stink at it. Yeah. I, I, I always, I always lose at some point. But I, I'm going to steal that line. Um, and he stole it in the first place, anyway. I'm going to ask you this, and we're going to focus on college, like how this, how the draft relates from a college standpoint, uh, because Chip writes about college football and college basketball, and focuses on college football first podcast. So question one, can the Arizona Cardinals win now, as in in 2018, if Josh Rosen ends up getting the starting job and they have to rely on Christian Kirk and their other draftees? In other words, do you think the Cardinals did a a good job acquiring, they got Mason Cole, the center out of Michigan, Chase Edmonds, Fordham running back, Chris Campbell, cornerback out of uh, Penn State, and Corey Cunningham, a tackle from Cincinnati. Did the Cardinals do a good job of getting college talent on their roster?
1: No, they're not ready to win now. Yes, I love what they did to get Josh Rosen and sort of their quarterback situation in general. But as a whole draft class, which is something that doesn't really come together until after Saturday. Like we can – you you write winners and losers all the time. We have instant reactions to well, like the first 32 picks. Then we just go uh second and third round. And so it, it really isn't until uh after Saturday that I feel like I can look at a team and I can say, oh, like they – That, that's a good class. Like they, they just drafted a bunch of guys that when I was watching it in college, I was like, wow, that's, that's a future pro right there. Um, now there's a lot of players that I don't have that reaction to that are very good pros. And that's because of the fit in college or maybe, you know, when I, I understand that when it's your job to play football, like your actual job, like perhaps. Uh, a new motor and a new approach to the game. Oh, money, Hello. Might, <laughs> yeah, yeah. might suddenly change your perspective, and I, I give them plenty of room for that. I didn't take my four years in college uh, as seriously as I four. take my professional career. Four and a half. That was a redshirt senior year. I'm not mocking you. I, I yeah, got. Yeah. Uh, my dad used. My dad still makes fun of me. He's like, you know,
0: most people that went to school that long have a doctorate.
1: I had. I went. <laughs> I got 17 hours, 19 hours, and then 12 the summer after walking. Oh, and then one more credit in the fall because I screwed up one of those. So, shocker! I loaded up on summer classes and didn't do well. In wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait! You graduated, walked, walked
1: with it was, your. It was Mother's Day, man. You had to walk. Like, was like...
0: <laughs> so you walked, and then you're like, "I'll just wrap this up in the summer." Oh, yeah. oh, that's way better than whatever I did. So We won't delve into that. But you're right; like it does.
1: Different... I, I don't look at the Arizona Cardinals group as a whole and see a lot of those dudes. I think that Josh Rosen is sick. I think Josh Rosen is NFL ready right now. I think Christian Kirk's a lot of fun. And, like, at a minimum, Christian Kirk, because of his ability to make plays in the open field, um, he's going to be a threat. Now, whether that just makes him a special teams threat, whether he is uh a, a, an intricate part of a cool offense, like, that's possible. I don't think Christian Kirk's like a plug him into a pro style and watch him be a nasty number two. I just don't remember him getting that kind of separation from, v- in the SEC, very, very good defensive backs. Like, I, I don't remember – I remember him winning a lot of battles, especially for his size, and making a lot of sick plays. But I think Christian Kirk's just more of a fun toy mm. than an answer at wide receiver. And that's not to knock him. Right. Christian Kirk's so much fun. And if you want to, like – if he gets hot, um, you know, you, you've you all of a sudden got a player who can flip the field or create an explosive play. Maybe it's worth throwing those bubble screens to him and just seeing what happens from time to time. But I don't know if that's going to be part of their plan.
0: 80, 83, and 71 catches in 13 games over three years for Christian Kirk. The last two years didn't have over a 1,000 yards, which is pretty wild for I will
1: say the quarterback situation at Texas A&M has not been good. Right. Um, uh, they had Nick Starkle get hurt, which forced Kellen Mond into action. And all of this has happened. I mean, like, Kyler Murray transferred out. Kyle Allen transferred out. They had all these quarterbacks transfer out. That's like the interesting post-Mansell hangover for Kevin Sumlin and Texas A&M has created this environment, which now, you know, Jimbo Fisher's trying to turn around, but it's created this environment where the players there and the talent there have all been NFL-ready, but the results have just been very like, ah,
0: yeah, they're pretty good. They got a lot of good players. Sumlin, I mean, Kevin Sumlin was like a white-hot name for NFL jobs for a while, and now he's just... They
1: redid his contract uh, basically to line up so that, like, Kevin... We just need you to not go to the NFL until after our stadium renovations are done. Uh, And it like there was some deal with the buyout where it's like the buyout was through the roof. Like even an NFL team would like think twice about doing it but they spent after the stadium gym. renovations were done they were like oh and then after that you know I mean, we'll see if you got to go you got to go <laughs> yeah. um it,
0: i do think the the christian kirk thing is interesting in terms of how he fits in with the cardinals because if you look at the rest of the wide receiver court larry fitzgerald of course a hall of famer
1: like you can't look at christian kirk and be like well there's your replacement the larry fitzgerald no, yeah. no, no, no.
0: i think he's a supplement to larry fitzgerald along with jj nelson and then chad williams who they took in the third round of last year's draft both of who are pretty good burners mm-hmm. now Look, they're they're hosed in two years. I think Larry Fitzgerald could play two more years. I mean, he's, I mean obviously he's playing this year. Right? I mean, he's like he led the league in receptions. I think I mean, he's been over a hundred receptions each of the last two years. Larry Fitzgerald is friggin' awesome and sort of timeless, and doesn't even get his due for being timeless. So I, I think he's starting to.
1: I think I think that as the rest of his generation of wide receivers mm. continues to fade out, and like for some of them, unspectacularly or spectacularly. Uh, I, I think that the fact that Fitzgerald is. is, Fitzgerald had a couple of insane games last season. Yes. That kind of woke everyone up to it. I think we're starting to, to realize and appreciate that Larry Fitzgerald is like, uh, a David Robinson-like character. Mm. Just like an all-time great that gets everyone's Maybe respect. a Tim Duncan type character. Yeah, maybe. I mean, just like, the, like, comment. like there's a very, uh. He's, so
0: from age 32 to age 34, the last three seasons. Mm-hmm. Remember, Bruce Arians came in. And changed what Larry Fitzgerald did, and, and he wasn't healthy, in, in in 2004 he wasn't healthy in 2014, and his and his play was tailing off, and people were like, well, this might be the end for Larry Fitz, and Bruce Arians came in and started moving him around, like he did with uh, um, uh, uh, Reggie Wayne, I think, in Indianapolis, and Larry Fitzgerald responded. Was Arians OC in Indianapolis. Remember he was this uh, he was the, the head coach when Chuck Pagano. He was the interim head coach. And he oh, went, that's right. Okay. He, went, he went. Yeah, yeah You know, yeah. he went back to back coach of the years because he was the interim head coach with Indy and one coach of the year. Got it. Well, I, I remember that. Yeah. Um, over the last three years, Arian Foster, Larry, F- Larry Fitzgerald, averaged 108 catches in 1,131 wow. games. that's insane, and has 21 touchdowns to boot. So I think he's got. I think he's got time to go. And then Christian Kirk, you can move around. So I like the pieces they have, but I, I, I think you probably slot them as. Comp- competitive with the Seahawks and 49ers for that second spot in the, in the division, the Rams are clearly number one. What about
1: hold on on. one more Cardinals? Um, I had Cardinals podcast. I I had this joke with uh, Barrett Salee and Andy Staples earlier, and they got a little bit of a kick out of it. So maybe I'll, I'll bring it to you and see what you got to say. If you think about the injury risk between Sam Bradford and Josh Rosen. Because let's not forget, he got shut down because of a nerve thing oh, in yeah. his elbow. He's had some concussion issues. Is this a Mike Glennon joke? Do you think Mike Glennon is putting banana peels around the <laughs> office? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. All right. uh, like, I'm a Mike Glennon. like People thought... When, uh, when Rosen got drafted, they're like, man, they did it to Mike Glennon again. It's it's, it's, it's like Glennon looks around the room. He's like, oh, no, 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 guys. I'm starting five games. Don't you worry. Do you f- Mike, Mike Glennon's going to start five games. <laughs> he will games.
0: start five games. Do you, do you feel bad for Mike Glennon? No. You, okay. He's, I do. He, I, I, mean, he lives, by the way, he lives here.
1: That I, I he was going to say, Raleigh. I've done, I've done some, uh, he came in. I saw him
0: at the NC State Pro Day. He's a great guy.
1: I, he came in and did a, like a full day of radio on a day when I was guest hosting. And uh so I mean I got to work with him for a show like for an entire show. Uh Mike Glennon was in there and he was cool and he was nice. He's an awesome guy. And I wish him nothing but the best. So uh I, I do not say that in a way knocking Mike Glennon. But like the there are those characters in the NFL, and that's what – don't we always talk about, like, oh, the the best thing is a backup quarterback in the NFL. I mean, and if you if, if you I, can get in there and, like, produce in those three or four games, then the starter comes back, and and no defensive coordinators have, like, really started to put, like, the screws to you in trying to, but to see, take apart your, your game. Here's
0: why I feel bad for Mike Clement. He had the whole thing with Russell at NC State. Right. And, I mean, he got to play, you know, two years, and, and Russell got chased off. But Glennon sort of catches some flack for being the guy that chased, helped chase Russell off. He clearly didn't do that. We know that. Uh, but then he gets drafted by Tampa Bay in the third round. Greg Schiano loved him coming out of high school, recruited him to Rutgers. Jameis Winston goes first overall the next year, so Mike has to sit behind him. Then he finally gets freed from Tampa Bay, who wouldn't let him go because he was uh, a valuable backup. Right. He signs a deal with Chicago. Goes to their draft party and has to watch him take Mitchell Trubisky number Mm -hmm. two overall. You you looked at the schedule; you knew he was going to get benched. Then he signs this year with Arizona, and he knows that he's not the starter. But they
1: draft Josh Rosen too. Yeah, I'm I'm just—I want to point out that if you're listening, Mike, get ready because between Bradford and yeah, you're going to play. You're going to play. This is the landing spot (laughs) you
0: want, Mike. You are going to play. Those dudes will get injured. All right, this is not a Mike Glennon podcast. We do love Mike Glennon. We talked about Shaquem Griffin at the top. The, okay, I don't want to in any way suggest that there was nothing not cool about the moment of Shaquem Griffin getting drafted. And sure, it happened. He went. to He was at the draft. He, he got a green room invite. He went because you you only get to do it once. Like Baker Mayfield didn't go because he didn't want to deal with being in Dallas. Who knows what happens? You get booed. You know, he transferred from what Texas Tech. No, yeah, yeah, from Texas, Texas Tech. Tech to Oklahoma. A lot of Texas Tech fans there could have, could have gotten some boo, could have heard some boos in Dallas as if he's the number one overall selection. They might have booed him for I can't even remember. They might have booed him at the draft. My point being is that Shaquem Griffin took, took it upon himself to, to max out this opportunity and to go and spend time there. And ESPN and the NFL Network and Fox, who were airing the, the draft, took it upon themselves to max out the opportunity as well and spent a ton of time talking about him on the third day of the draft. I don't mind it. And I thought, I don't mind it at all. Like I thought it was an incredible. Has that, be,
1: has that become sort of one of the, the talking points with him? Because that's disappointing. I mean, Griffin's good. Like Griffin it was one of the best linebackers in the American Athletic Conference and one He's of- He's a player of the year, right? Defensive like, player of the year. Like he, he is a very good football player. He has dealt with extreme circumstances and he has, uh, achieved and had to work harder, uh, because, like, like he Shaquem Griffin, not to go I, I mentioned this earlier, but I do think it's a good way to say it. Like I'm I don't I don't think that you can look at this and, and treat him like any old old football player, but I can guarantee that uh that Griffin Griffin deserves to be drafted and talked about as a very good player. It stinks that any of his ability is getting uh reframed and talked about in a different way because of like as like backlash from coverage. Because Again, this is where we go back to the beginning. Guys, hey, 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 guys, this is, this is a board meeting. Like, yeah, it's you're, a, like it's if, a, if you're it's upset about the coverage of an outstanding story, it's like the outstanding story was covered a ton because it's outstanding, and you know what's going on? Not a lot of outstanding stuff. Right. It's very, it is, it is very regular and routine around here, Bob. Uh, I gotta tell you that it's just, Biz, literally business as usual oh, here at the yeah, NFL Draft Day so, three. Uh,
0: Mel, can you tell us about these two punters who were just selected at yeah, the end nah, of the fourth,
1: like, fourth like, round? It it stinks that Griffin uh, that that Griffin's sort sort of becoming this story as as a result maybe even of like the backlash. Shaquem Griffin's a very good player.
0: Yeah, he's a very good player. Do you think he makes an impact on the field for the Seahawks?
1: Not immediately.
0: He's a special teams guy, right? Maybe. I thought that Mike Mayock did a really good – I don't know how much of the draft you watched on Saturday. Probably not. None. None, right. Saturday? No yeah. way. A lot of people don't watch it. I mean, None. like I was – um friends who were had, very, had various interests in certain players being drafted, and I was in, – I'm inexplicably in charge uh, of – you know, even though, like, I'm working all day. Right. I'm in charge of disseminating the information about whether the whether certain guys get drafted, who the Panthers, you know, the, the, the guys, my friends like certain teams. And I'm in charge of letting them know if somebody goes here, somebody goes here. So, so you're
1: saying on the email thread, in addition to reporting for CBS Sports, yeah, like, it is yeah, your responsibility yeah, yeah, yeah. to it be, report. It's like, like you could be like, guys, here's a link. <laughs> yeah. so, I, what I would recommend
0: is watch CBS Sports HQ. Go to cbsports.com backslash live or All new 24-7 streaming yep. network. You're on it constantly. I'm on it. I'm going to be on it, um, in between the time that we record this podcast and the time that the podcast is actually posted. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, people should check out CBS Sports HQ. By the way, people should also check out, you could, you can join too if you want. Um, draft. Mm. So play draft is, draft is, is this app that you can download on your phone. And I'll
1: let you use your code. You do, this is your you podcast. You draft code
0: too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to use money. You can put your code on my podcast. <laughs> um, so we're, we, we, how do you, do you do it like the NFL draft or is there a college football play dra- draft?
1: Uh, too? golf. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. You
0: do, can you do it for like majors? You draft golfers?
1: Yeah, I think, it, I think, um, I think we were running it around the masters.
0: Do, do you guys do like a league for listeners? Um, I don't know if they, they do it week to week. Okay, well, well, we are going to do a best ball league. At least one Pick Six podcast best ball league starting on Monday. This is the Monday podcast. So starting today, go to dra- download the draft app on your phone. And if you download the app and you, it would, you you have to deposit to get this free entry. But if you deposit and use code PICK6, Pick space, Six P I C K space S I X, you get a free best ball entry. And the best ball entry is, I think it's going to be a $3 best ball entry. We're going to create a league between 8 and 12 people. If there's a lot of interest in it, we'll do more than one. And we're going to do the draft. It's going to be a 30-second per pick draft, so it's going to fly. You set your rankings before it, and you can pick guys like Saquon Barkley with the Giants. You can pick Jalen Samuels with the Steelers. Um, you can pick Naheem Hines with the Colts. You can pick uh, Ronald Jones with... From USC? Yes, who got drafted. Uh, um, crap. You can pick Nick Chubb, who got drafted by the Browns. I love, I love the Ronald Jones. Oh, then you can pick Ronald Jones drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So all of these guys are in play. Like, And if you've done this last year and you loved Kareem, uh, Kareem Hunt or Alvin Kamara coming out of college, you could have picked them in like the 10th round, and you would have won the league because you got great value on these rookies. And so we'll do that. We'll draft the whole league and we'll play it out through the full season. You don't have to set a lineup, you don't have to do waivers once. Nothing. You just draft. You just draft it once and you're good to go for the entire season and then you get paid out at the end if your team is good. So sign up for draft. I'm RW Brinso on there. I would have done Will Brinson. Um I didn't I think I was trying to play like on I don't know why my chair keeps squeaking. I think I was trying to play on my on the on the sly um to win some money, but now I'm just out there in public. I'm going to get blasted by 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 listeners. Go to draft. Use promo code PICK6 when you deposit and play in the PICK6 podcast leagues. Okay. Oh,
1: can I, can I hijack? What, how are we doing on time right now?
0: Uh, we're at 21 minutes.
1: Okay. Let's, let's, let's get, let's hijack, go there. Hijack, hijack. Well, I was just going to say, I think Sony Michelle is this year's Alvin Kamara.
0: Mm. But that's a, that's not a hijacking. That's a great segue into a topic that we should cover. Okay. I'll strike the Panthers question that I hadn't written out and let's <laughs> talk about Sony Michelle. So how, to who, from a fantasy perspective, as a guy who watched a lot of college, you, so like, you think Sonny Michelle will ultimately be, like, rookie of the year.
1: I, I think that he's gonna have a chance to have that level of production.
0: You like him better than Nick Chubb? Yeah. Big right, time. Really? He fumbles though, right?
1: Uh, no, Nick Chubb just never, I mean, he's. No, Sonny Michelle fumbles. Uh, does he? He may. I'm just, I, I think that dude's electric. Um, the
0: Patriots, Bill Belichick took him in the first round. Yes. That says a lot.
1: Yes. No, I mean, and like, as the, as the Belichick and the Patriots continue to embrace, uh, what I've been calling positionless football. Like, since the Golden State Warriors are trendy, I'm trying to make this a thing. Sure. Positionless football is the idea that, like, you know, you've got your skill position players, but it's like, they're basically all H-backs. You know, like, they're, they're right. all, they're all shifting into, out wide. They're all making plays in the backfield. And Sony Michelle really became that dude. I mean, you just, you I think a lot of people tuned in to the Rose Bowl. Because of all the Georgia talent that was taken and all the Oklahoma talent that was taken. And I think everyone just came away from that Rose Bowl just like with a just like they just experienced something, uh, sensual. You know, like they're like, (laughs) Oh my God. Lincoln Riley is a genius. He needs to be in the NFL. Baker Mayfield's the number (laughs) one pick. Roquan Smith is incredible. Like Isaiah Wynn, you know, they got a, a bunch of Georgia players, of course, getting drafted because they're also very, very good players. But I think that, uh, I think that in particular, you watch that and you're like, man, Sonny Michelle, and especially when you're playing with Brady and you just, you gotta get open. You get, you get open, you can
0: catch the ball, you work and in space. And then you make a, pl- yeah, you're I a home like, run guy, right? Oh my gosh. Now the only downside is with Sonny Michelle is that they have James White. You know, he's basically their younger Dion Lewis, slightly more, ex- they, you know they paid Deion yes, Lewis yeah, once. that's what I'm saying. Right? Is like a shifty, explosive yeah. pass catcher out of the backfield who doesn't have to stand in, in the I formation and run downhill.
1: Oh my god!
0: But if you look at the guys that were drafted um, in terms of the running backs in this class, I mean Saquon Barkley is that guy. You no, know, he went second overall, and that's not my cup of tea. Right. I don't draft a running back second overall if even if he's on, at the top of my board, especially when the Jets are drafting
1: Saquon is a gift to us. I hope you guys don't break
0: him. We'll ruin him. We're going to ruin the top two picks in this draft. Yeah, Baker Mayfield and Saquon Barkley.
1: You're right, um, and they were so much fun. So much fun. Oh we, my god! The NFL, the NFL will
0: ruin them somehow. I think. Well, I Cleveland's mean, just going to. We're going to like, try and destroy Sam Darnold. We send him to the Jets. <laughs> like yeah. Importantly, the, the, the Jets had no. But, but the, the Jets, is, the Jets had no picks in the second round. I don't know if you watched Friday's coverage. Mm-hmm. The Jets had no picks in the second. You were at a wedding or whatever. The Jets had no picks in the second round, basically. And so they, they their whole second, their whole Friday, like social media approach was like various uh, pictures of Sam Darnold <laughs> traveling. So it's like this shot of like a kind of a creeped out Sam Darnold. In a, he's in a, twenty. In, yeah.
1: he's a big like Sam Darnold is a big jock. Big baby. A, he's, he's he's like big baby. He's a big baby. Big, big baby high school, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, Sam Darnold's gonna do a lot of growing. Yeah. And uh, but uh, before, I, before I lose that point about, and we'll
0: break all these players, that's fine. But the running backs in this class, so, uh, Rashad Penny, explosive guy, mm-hmm. he can catch out of the backfield, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Dude, Rashad Penny, um, that was a played, play for Penny. Rashad Penny was like, uh, Rashad Penny was the kid on your high school team who was just like the best player and so that meant that he ran back punts he ran back kicks he was the running back and he was a receiving threat out of the backfield okay, like then. like he it was a, it was a surprise that penny did not uh play safety the way that he was just like always out there always having an impact he was just so much better than everybody else
0: uh sonny michelle the third running back taking same deal um, Nick Chubb there. Chubb can catch out of the backfield too, right? Not as, he's not as explosive as
1: I would not Sonny put. I, I Nick Chubb is a very good football player. He yes, he can catch passes out of the backfield. I will say of like my five favorite Nick Chubb plays, zero of them are pass catches. Pass but Ronald catches. Jones
0: is a, a home run threat who can catch, and then on Johnson, Darius Geis is better receiver. I think than people think Royce Freeman and Naheem Hines like all, but like the majority of these running backs that were taken are not sure downhill runners they're... i think
1: freeman's a downhill runner he just did okay. it out he just did it out of a like a, system a that, shotgun system right. but it's like ultimately um ultimately you do see some of those like traditional pro style guys that like between the tackles man they're like shifty ability and then breakaway speed like, that's the one thing with nick chubb that i just it makes me sad to talk about but he, when he came back from surgery like there was a breakaway speed element that was gone. Mm-hmm. Like before, then oh my god, because he was like the Heisman front runner when he got he got hurt in, in mid October, and of course, as yeah. you know, uh, in college football we declare Heisman winners every week. So, like Nick Chubb was through six weeks of football, almost definitely the best player in college football. He gets hurt uh, against Tennessee, I think, and then coming back from the surgery, he's still incredible. Like Nick Chubb is the number two all time Georgia rusher. Herschel Walker is one. He had more rushing yards than Todd Gurley? Sonny Michelle is three.
0: Wow, that's insane. They had
1: number two and number three all-time Georgia running backs on the same team. That's incredible. And Um, it's not, so it's no shock why they were playing for the national championship in overtime.
0: That's true. I mentioned Naheem Hines, who got drafted by the Colts in the fourth round. I thought that was a really nice pick at that point in time. I expected him to be a, uh, day two
1: pick. I agree. I saw, uh, you know, James Curl? Yeah, of course. I saw James Carl at the March of Dimes on Saturday morning, Boy, and major uh, humble brag by you. Oh, totally. I've got a I've got a shout out to State Employees Credit Union holding it down out there with uh, my wife's work peeps.
0: I think. Can you hear my son trying to break into this office? To I do can. <laughs> um,
1: All right. So that was that was the first thing we. As soon as I saw him, I got his attention by throwing the pups up, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. like as as soon as I saw him, he were like, "Man, I, I cannot believe Naheem Hines." So like Hines, obviously for as you know, but like from Garner, like, Olympic good tracks, like, super fast. Like, we're talking about, uh, if the Olympics crown, like, the fastest, the strongest people in the world, like, he was so good and his talent of speed, is, is, like, his God-given speed is incredible. He's lightning fast. Yes. And he,
0: and he's actually better running between the tackles than, than a lot of people think. I'm sure. Here's my question for you about the Colts in general, though. Did they get better in a kind of an unsexy way in terms of, cause they added four picks in the second round. They added Quentin Nelson in the first round. And then they come back and get, uh, Naheem Hines and some other guys, uh, in, in the, in the third day of the draft. I really liked what the Colts did. Did you think that the, the players they picked up from a college perspective were good?
1: I, like Nelson was the win and Braden Smith was the sneaky steal. Those two guys when you
0: and it's now um it's now uh Jordan Wilkins, Naheem Hines, and Marlon Mack. Three interesting kind of running backs. None of them are like feature backs per se, right? I mean no. I wouldn't be surprised if Hines led that team in rushing. I wouldn't be surprised if Wilkins led that team in rushing yeah, there's, with,
1: still, there's still a lot of time to, to sort out what's going to ha- happen in the Indianapolis Colts offensive backfield for the future.
0: I mean, yeah, they need to worry about Andrew Luck in the first place. Right. But the the Quentin Nelson thing, I don't know if you saw Ian Rappaport of NFL Media tweet this, but he's like, now that the draft is over, I would like to mention this. He, he said that everyone he talked to in front offices had, it was Quentin Nelson's nickname. Did, did you see this? Mm-mm. Quentin Nelson's nickname was Earl Grey or some variation thereof because he just went around teabagging
1: dudes. I had, on the field. uh, like when, <laughs> I think that's so, incredible. so, so my contribution to, uh, the annual onslaught of draft rankings, which is a story I do every year, sure. the week of the draft, I say, all right. Yeah, I read it. It was great. Uh, yeah, 32 prospects ranked only on what we saw in college. And for the Quentin Nelson little tidbit, I like, I said very little and I just included this YouTube supercut of all the times he demolished people in 2017. He's- like, it is, it is so much fun to watch, uh, it is so much fun to watch a, a young man absolutely obliterate someone with physicality. I and that is like what he does. And I, so, Nelson was the win. Like, that was the, the no-brainer. Like, oh my gosh, of course you got Quentin Nelson. Everyone loves Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson, like Quentin Nelson got Matt McClinchy up in the top 10. Yeah. Matt McClinchy's Mike, not, Mike, Mike McClinchy's yeah, yeah, Mike yeah, Mike yeah. not a top 10 pick. Those
0: dudes, those dudes wrecked NC State's defensive line. In, oh, in man. South, NC State had four guys drafted in the first hundred and thirty picks, and and they
1: that's like, uh and that's not. Stri- it was what BJ Hill,
0: BJ Hill, Justin Jackson, and Kentavious um, Street, and Bradley Chubb. Street got drafted. Street got drafted one twenty eight. Street got drafted before uh, Josh Sweat. Wow. And that's, that's surprising, right?
1: That's too bad for Josh Sweat, but I gotta say, that was one of those players, uh, that I did not have on my top 32, and I was seeing other people talk about him like late first round, I was like, I don't know, like, yeah, he was the number one kid in the country coming out of Virginia, and yeah. everyone was juiced when he committed to Florida State. Cause he that was like one of those Virginia Tech Florida State battles where like Virginia Tech's like nah he's ours and Florida, and Florida, State. Florida State's
0: like <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. hold on we have a lunchbox. Oh, I'm here. sorry, <laughs> we
1: got to We got to reallocate some resources right quick. <laughs> right Let's get right points. Uh, yeah, uh, up to Virginia. I don't feel
0: like sweat ever made an impact in terms of
1: last was, not last, so. I mean, like, I just and, never felt and, like and he I was, was he was playing know. behind uh, a lot of really good players, and he did get hurt. And it's important to remember that, like, him getting hurt, uh, really messed things up because before he got hurt, like, I, people talked about him differently. So everyone's been looking for him to, to, like, reclaim. Find s- it. So, like, whatever people saw back when he was in high school. And so he
0: might be, he, maybe he's able to find that. Maybe he is, and, like, maybe he's not.
1: Uh, so, but you like the Colts. You like what the Colts did. I oh, see, yeah. to me. Oh, and Braden Smith, like, Auburn's, Auburn's run game. Is like all RPOs, mm. and I know that like yeah the college, the rules are different college to pro especially for linemen and you got to figure out how to adjust to that but like that guy that guy is like RPO ready through and through
0: and that means that so he he can he's a
1: quick mover I assume I mean then, Luck and, is an RPO quarterback yeah sort of yeah I mean dude no I'm just talking about the ability to process information well, and like make the correct wait, read like well, Luck I mean, well, you you hope. Based on what we have seen from him that locks that player.
0: Well, you also, of course, know that Frank Wright, their, the Colts new coach, came from Philadelphia. Okay, well here, the, this is cool that we're making you a could, connection.
1: Yeah, there. you could have told me Will Brinson was the new <laughs> Colts head coach. I would have been like, eh, hey, good for Will. We aren't having that,
0: <laughs> we aren't recording the podcast here. <laughs> right. We're recording in a much bigger house the new, heads, uh, new Colts right. head coach. Frank Wright, though, is the new head coach, was the Eagles offensive coordinator, coming from a place where they had this big bodied uh, athletic, smart, cerebral quarterback in Carson Wentz, who ran a crap ton of RPOs last year. Yeah. What do you think he's going to do with Andrew Luck if yeah. he's on the field? Or Jacoby Brissett. Oh,
1: you're Perfect. right. So
0: you're right. So that actually makes a lot of sense. That's a very good – see, that's why we have you on, Chip Patterson. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I, I agree. I like what the Colts said, and they got tougher. Like they got tougher in the trenches. They added a bunch of defensive guys. They are again,
1: a- uh, y'all. Go on YouTube and look up the supercut of Quentin Nelson. I'm, gonna, Just, I'm gonna, like I'm gonna, dominating. I'm going to tweet it out after this and and point out that we're
0: talking about it on the show. Um, let's get out of here with this. Talk me out of picking the Chargers to win the Super Bowl now that they added Derwin James to that defensive backfield.
1: What was it? Was it health
0: issues? What? What? Why would he fall to 17? Why? I don't know. You'd rather have Derwin than it Fitzpatrick, right? Yes, I, I would a lot.
1: Ah, uh, but well, I, not a lot. I mean, hey, hey, I great. will. I will Six say. Uh, so, Minka is Minka went to Alabama, but Minka's from New Jersey, and Minka's like like because a lot of the Alabama players are like from Alabama or from Georgia. Like Minka, uh I don't know. Like it'll be it'll be fun fun to watch him because I think Miami's a good. I think he will enjoy Miami. Like <laughs> like when he got picked, mm. I, I said, "Oh, good for Minka." Like mm. you're gonna you're gonna be fine. Like he's he's gonna be right at home. And he might be a star. Like he might be able to really embrace this because I remember uh people like Alabama said Alabama coaches said that Minka Fitzpatrick got Nick Saban better than any other Alabama secondary player. Wow. Like Nick Saban's such a good teacher. He was a defensive backs what coach a and he teaches that is. the secondary and like it was like the connection, uh, between Fitzpatrick and Sabin was stronger, they said, than, uh, any other Alabama secondary player to come through. So much so that when Minka was banged up in games, which he was for most of the second half of the season, they would like leave him in at weak side linebacker just to get the alignment right for the defense. So
0: he would basically be like a, the... Defensive captain.
1: Wow. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and, 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 I, and at the same time, he's playing field goal block. He's playing punt block. Like he's... But, Just a, a but, phenomenal special teams player.
0: And should be noted that I believe Adam Gase even said after the first round that the reason they went Minka at 11 is based largely on Nick Saban's recommendation to Adam Gase, who for whatever reason is boys with Nick Saban, because everybody's boys with Nick Saban. Derwin James, though, to me, is a perfect fit. So you have, uh, Melvin Ingram and you Bosa. have- Bosa! Bosa, right, yeah. on the ends. So you're starting with that. And then in the defensive backfield, let's not forget that the Chargers have Jason Verrett, Casey Hayward. I mean, if, if Red stays healthy and that's, that's Is, been, has that
1: been his issue? Because yeah, Varet oh, at TCU was been a, unbelievable.
0: He's been a, he was a, a first round pick. He's been a stud when he's healthy. They added Justin Jones out of NC State. Mentioned him. Uh, mentioned a couple of those guys so far, but Corey legit's facing a four game suspension. So Justin Jones probably slotting in to start for the first quarter of the season at yeah. defensive tackle, but they have a ton of talent there. They got better at the linebacker position. If those guys stay healthy and then you add Derwin and to me, the Chargers big bugaboo last year and they were a top five defense by yardage, but they were 27th against the run, uh, according to football outsiders DVOA. Derwin's a stud against the run. He drops into the box and lays people out when they come in. He, he's just a good tackler.
1: All right. I know you're probably going to pick the Chargers to win the Super Bowl. Yes. So I do need to feel like I, I need to offer this for your listeners. Sure. I, I think that we need to look at the Chargers last season, especially when we're talking about statistics, as multiple seasons. I agree. Like, I, I, the Chargers were different teams. And, and sometimes I think it's really important with that, that we be like, yeah, like, I know that you're really not supposed to throw out anything from the sample size, but if the team we're talking about is like Team C, and they were, like these results were Team A, like we've had multiple evolutions right now. And I think that the Chargers showed, uh, on the back end, like. They're upside. Man, they like Gordon's so good. Yeah. And Rivers is still got it. And oh my gosh, now we've got a good tight end again. Like they're gonna max all, they got, all they of got, a sudden got, things were coming together yeah. and, and because of that, I I I think that they are uh they're unfortunately going to be a
0: sexy pick in the in the AFC West for a lot of people. So I might actually zig when I normally would zag, right? And they, a lot of people are going to pick the Chargers to be good because the people are sort of down on the Raiders with John Gruden.
1: Uh, the Chiefs are, are transitioning. People love Patrick. Oh Holmes. my gosh! Are the Chargers NC State? Is the Chargers relationship? Yes,
0: so it's, it's, it's yeah, identical. Yeah, it, is the Chargers it's relationship it's to the identical. AFC
1: what NC State is, especially in the ACC Atlantic, where yes, it's like it's identical. It's like you've you've got Clemson and Florida State, like. Well, right. what are you, what are you going to do there? Like yeah. that's your like Patriots and Steelers. Yeah. And then like yeah. Yeah. there's always a Louisville in the mix yeah. or something yeah. Yeah. like that. Yeah. No, that's a hundred percent right.
0: Um, all right. We got to get out of here. We ran long. That's fine. It's, uh, we'll, we'll, at some point we'll get back to 30, exactly 30 minutes, but thanks for listening. Yep. Chip Patterson. Thanks for stopping Happy by. Monday. What are you, uh, chat chip underscore Patterson yep. and college football 24 seven podcast. Check out. CBS Sports HQ, Chip is always on there. The First Cut, if you like golf with Kyle Porter, is a fantastic podcast. And, of course, check out the Draft app and uh, use promo code PICK6, P-I-C-K, underscore, P-I-C-K space, S-I-X. See you guys tomorrow.